Hey folks, and welcome to Last Night Today, 416 edition. A little bit of heavy Justin Bieber playing in the background from my kid's playlist. Let's turn that down. Who am I kidding? That's my playlist. Um, And we want to start today with a little bit of non-baseball news. Just something I found interesting really quickly on the waiver wire yesterday. I don't know if he's been claimed today. Ivan Chavez, the well-traveled center fielder who's got spectacular power potential, Strikes out a ton and does not usually hit for high average. Actually off to a pretty good start this year with the Yankees. Has been waived. And is now sitting out there for anybody to grab him should they have the desire to add his $11 million salary. It's interesting. I think he's a decent player. I think New York's a perfect place for him. Um, You know, so that being said, I don't love that he was getting waived. And we'll see where he ends up. But Ivan Chavez, a name to watch out there on the waiver wire. That said, let's go ahead and get into the notes from last night. And we will start where we've started almost every day in Baltimore, where unfortunately, uh, I might have jinxed the team and the the Orioles, sorry, Justin, the Orioles were not able to complete the four-game sweep of the Mariners as Justin Hooper, just one of my favorite players in baseball, uh, did Justin Hooper things last night, right? He went eight innings. It kind of started off rough, actually. They gave up a two-run homer in the first inning, like right off the bat. Uh, the O's just drilled a home run, and it started to look like, man, maybe this thing is going to be a repeat of what has gone on. Alfredo Morales hit one, uh, I think he's the third hitter. Yeah, so Johnny Cook got on, Senzel went down, and Morales hit a two-run shot right after that. It just looked like, okay, here we go again, right? Now, the Mariners were able to answer pretty quickly. Uh, in the second inning and add two of their own on a home run by Francisco Lindor. Uh, and then they were able to, to you know, add a couple more as Justin Hooper just shut the door. I mean, he was great. Five innings, five hits, uh, eight innings, five hits, excuse me. That one home run struck out five, 122 pitches. I mean, the Mariners have guys that throw so many more pitches than the league average. It's wild to me how many pitches Danny Holton and Justin Hooper throw without getting hurt and while maintaining this level of consistency, it's, it's what allows them to be so spectacular because they don't have to have a six deep bullpen. They can have a couple of guys, right? And, and Orlando, the vulture Garcia, the cast off 28 year old who uh, came over from the Yankees last year. I think they just signed him as a free agent. I don't remember how he ended up here. Um, But now has four saves on the year, right? I mean, the guy posted a four ERA, between Colorado and, and New York, although he was very good in this short period in New York. Um, but he had a five ERA in, in 5.106 in Colorado across 154 innings. And then to come out here to Seattle and post a sub one ERA with four saves, he can do that because he doesn't have to do much, right? He is not relied upon to be the heavy guy. The, the pitchers get everybody into the, the deep inning. So Justin Hooper, um, just spectacular. And the Mariners able to break the losing streak. The sad part about this game, by the way, is it played in Baltimore. It played with 17,000 fans. Baltimore fans. Your Orioles are in first place. Or they were. They still are, actually. The Sox lost. Jays lost. Nobody else played. I think the Orioles were still in first place here. And you can't show up for the potential four-game sweep of the best team in baseball to a tune of more than 17,000 fans. There's no COVID restrictions in MLB Pro. Like, you can all come into the park. I know you're virtual people, but come on. Is a bummer. Anyway, Orioles lost. 
the first time in a while. Mariners, congratulations on breaking the streak. Justin Hooper, you are spectacular. Never change, buddy. Let's go to the National League uh, and talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks. They have found a streak. After a slow start, the Diamondbacks have won five in a row, including last night when Jeffrey Stone was able to beat the Washington Nationals. They are now 7-6, and six, creeping back up towards the top of this division. Still very, very cluttered up there. Uh, but Jeffrey Stone pitching very well was a good sign. He hasn't been bad this year, right? He's made two starts prior to last night when he went five and a third. And, and again, he has not been terrible, right? Like, he went... Let's see, he went five and a third to let one run up against Colorado last time, and then he got shelled in the season opener, granted, against San Diego. We went six innings. Well, shelled's a strong word. He went six innings, he gave up three runs. Um, he walked two. He walked one in his second appearance. He walked none last time. So he's got his control back. He's striking out less people, but he's gone about six or five or six innings every time and, and looked good. Jeffrey Stone being good is going to be a very big piece for this Arizona team. The bullpen came through with, what, three and a third really good innings between Ichikawa, Crosby, and Karosi. It was good to see them get out there and really play a good game, especially to see Bryce Harper contribute the way he did. Three for four, raising his average to 292, driving in two runs. Uh, Flag Guerrero Jr. drove in a run. Joey Gallo drove in a run, right? So the stars outside of Shohei Otani, excuse me, who went 0 for 4 and actually was then pitch hit for, uh, or was lifted, excuse me. I guess it's, when did, when did Elman come in? Allman came in for Otani in the eighth, I guess, to he played catcher. So it was a double double change. Allman came in for Otani, and then Vickers came in for Hansen, but Allman ended up in at the catching spot. So, yeah, he was subbed out for defensive purposes late in the game um, after struggling at the bat, which is kind of a bummer. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see how this ends up going. But I, I like to, to see Harper hit the ball well, and I like to see that the, the Diamondbacks are succeeding here. This is a good team. I, I think it's important for the National League that they be good. The Nationals are also a good team, sitting there at 6-6. Six and six, You know, tough luck with some of their scheduling pieces here, but that game was a lot of fun to watch. Otani's struggles are something I do want to watch, though. He is hitting 222, two home runs, seven RBIs. You know, it, it's nothing to be concerned about early on, but he... Had a really good season last year off the back of a bad rookie season that was short-lived. When the Diamondbacks turned him loose, you know, he ended up hitting 286 last year. He only had 16 home runs and only drove in 60 RBIs. But you really liked what you saw out of him for a little bit. Now, he probably needs to stop running as he stole. He was only 3 of 10 in his success when he was running. So I'm hoping that the, the Diamondbacks kind of put the brakes on him running on the base pass. But... It's not fun to see him struggle out of the gate the way he has. Um, so anyway, something I want to watch. I like Shoei Itani as a player. I, I'm hoping he can get the bat figured out and we won't have to worry about this much longer. The Braves, after talking all that shit about not committing errors, the Braves have not committed three errors in the last two games. Today marked the first time that their position players have committed errors. Taylor Sparks uh, committing an error at first base. And then Mike Zunino somehow committing, I must have been a pass ball, I guess, uh, committing an error at the catcher position, which did lead to a couple of runs. Miami won anyway as they just beat the living crap out of Tracy Moss, who had been spectacular, actually, until this point. Tracy Mass, excuse me. Uh, he went three and two-thirds. He went 10 hits, seven runs. Uh, all of that coming in the 
well, most of it coming in the fourth, is the Braves were winning 2-1 to one before a disastrous fourth inning. Uh, really, really took the wheels off the thing there for, for Mass. And then, you know, the, the Braves were trying to play catch-up from there. They couldn't ever catch him. The Marlins, with a very team-centered, like, win. Nobody here, Corey Seager had three hits. Uh, so maybe you say he would be the, the big winner here. But he only scored one run, only, only drove in one RBI. I mean, it was just RBIs across the board. Smith drove in some runs. Seager drove in some runs. Lopez drove in some runs. Cedar drove in some runs. Right, there was good defense. There was um, Miller Thomas got thrown out at third base uh, as Ronald Acuna caught a bat, you know, caught a... Uh, uh, a deep fly ball here from, from J.B. Vega and picked him off at third to try to take an extra base. So there was some good, good baseball being played by the Marlins. Richard White ends up as the player of the game, despite giving up four runs over six and two thirds. But that kind of, kind of shows you there was no standout here, right? Now, Taylor Sparks did hit another home run. That's seven for him on the year. He's hitting 393 in the leadoff spot after continuously struggling to break that 250 mark in Oakland and in Atlanta last year. So, if he can hold on, despite the loss here for Atlanta, I think you're happy with the way Taylor Sparks is playing, and you have to feel like this team can go places long term. But you know, as a Braves fan, it's a bummer to see the win streak loss or end. You've been ended at ten. The the errors are starting to come back into play, which clearly is having an effect on how well they're playing, which sucks. Hopefully, the Braves can get it back on track tonight. Um, we'll see. I'm not sure. I'm not super confident. Kurt. Franklin. Let's talk Kurt Franklin, a name that I have literally never said out loud. I didn't know he was a guy until I saw uh, that he walked off for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the Pirates are just hanging around there at the top. The Padres also, again, 9-5, and five, you know, still looking very good. Had this game in the bag, should have probably won it. 10-4 feels better than 9-5, and five, but the Padres still feel good about where they are. But Kurt Franklin... Typically known for his speed on the year. Uh, he is the stolen base leader for this team, currently sitting five stolen bases in five attempts. Um, anyway, he, he had a couple of hits already, and he ended up getting a single in the bottom of the ninth to score two runs and walk the game off for um, the Pirates. So, you know, it was it's always fun when you see somebody who is playing off of waivers coming through with a, a game-winning hit. He was actually claimed in 2019 in July uh, as Oakland waived him. He came to Oakland by way of a couple of trades in 2018. He was an undrafted free agent in 2014. No, I'm sorry. He was he was drafted in the 14th round by the Brewers. Was named the 100th. How, what is going on here with this dude? He was named, all right, so he was drafted by the Brewers. He was then traded in 2016 for Francisco Rodriguez to the White Sox. In 2018, he is named the number one, a number 100 prospect in baseball. Seven months later, he's traded by the White Sox to the Blue Jays along with Cody McCuck. Too. I forgot he was at some one point in Chicago. That dude looks fantastic. Um, anyway, he was, he was traded with Cody McCuck, Luis Arellano. Has he turned down any of them? He has not. He's playing for the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. I had a chance for J.D. Martinez and Kyle Zimmer. Uh, so he went to the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays traded Zimmer and J.D. Martinez. One day later, quite literally, uh, he was traded by the Blue Jays to the Oakland Athletics with Carlos Martinez, Joe Austin, Ronald Acuna, Ben Lendoni in exchange for Nick Robinson and Jeremy Sullivan. So there's Ronald Acuna's um, move from the Toronto Blue Jays to the Oakland A's before he ended up in Miami. Next year... 
this is a wild, wild ride. For, this is so many MLB pro players' lives. Uh, on July 1st, he was waived and then claimed by Pittsburgh uh, from Oakland. He then goes on to win the International League Championship with Indianapolis. He gets a contract renewal in 20, 2019. Um, and then he is bumped up to the majors. So he actually played for a little while in Pittsburgh in 2020. Um, you know, he played three games in 2019. He played 121 games in 2020, batting 252. And he has now started 13 games for them this year, hitting 268 and winning a baseball game for the Pirates, right? So that's a huge thing for them as this division is likely to be tight. That game could be a big, big, big key down the line. So Kurt Franklin, excellent job winning a game for the Bucks. As best as I can tell, the Cardinals haven't played a game in a couple of days. Uh, so the Bucks are now in sole possession of first place. Sole possession of first place in the National League Central. That's fun. Sorry, I did not mean to take you on a giant, uh, you know, Kurt Franklin career tour. Um, but there it is. So those are basically the highlights from last night. You know, if you want to go through... The rest of the games, really quickly, the Dodgers were able to take down the Rockies. Um, the Rockies are 9-4, and four, still leading the division. The Dodgers have won two of their last three. I think that ends up with a split for the the, the series, if I'm not mistaken. You know, the Dodgers are still a good team, I believe. Juan Soto went, got on base five times. He went two for two and walked three times. I mean, the guy's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, anyway, th- th- this team is better than their 4-8 and eight record. Tyler Pill got the start. Shout out to Tyler Pill. He has been atrocious this year, uh, as has Chris Gray, two former Braves out there just really sucking it up in Los Angeles. Ronald Dunham got lit up in Colorado, um, and Kadir Hashim blew the game there late and ended up getting the loss. So, you know, the Dodgers taking down the, the Rockies, probably not a big deal in the long term, but it's always nice to see somebody fighting from the bottom trying to catch their way up. The Royals took down the Blue Jays. Uh, the Royals have also won a couple of games here after a really slow start. The Jays are five or 500 right now, sitting at seven and seven. Billy Rounds has claimed that they're going to build on this win. I do not think the Royals are planning to build on anything here, but you know, it is what it is. Ryan Braun still homerless. Cody Clemens still homerless. Uh, David Davies still homerless. So a lot of guys that the the Royals expected to bring some power have not really brought it, and it was leading to their early struggles. Chris Rivers was great though, six and a third scoreless baseball. With a bullpen almost blew the game. Willie Peralta has a 24 ERA. Luis Martinez has a 13 ERA. This bullpen is terrible. Uh, Klaus Bongers ended up, after I sang the praises of the um, you know, Royals, the, the, the Blue Jays bullpen, excuse me, um, gave up a couple of runs here. They scored, they scored four in the ninth, Blue Jays. They almost ended up coming back to win that game. I wish I could get to the play-by-play so I could see what happened there. The Twins took down the Red Sox. Um Sitting here right now at five and eight and six and seven, two teams losing records early on. Which you have to expect they'll come back. The Rays lost to the Texas Rangers, who needed a win in the worst way. They're up seven and six, trying to keep pace with the crazy, crazy competitive AL West. And I think that's the only game. Oh, and then the, the Mets ended up beating the Phillies. So the Mets have uh, scrapped back to five and eight. The Phillies also five and eight. The Mets are, are a good team. Their bullpen was spectacular. Kyle Redapt pitched a scoreless inning. One inning struck out all three people he faced. Good to see him back on the path to success. Um, sorry, Phillies, I know you had to take the loss because of that. But anyway, that is your weekend review. That's your, sorry, not your weekend review. That's yesterday. So that was last night this morning. Jesus, I've done too many stupid segments. This one seems consistent, though, so that's good news. Um, see you all tomorrow.